0: Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Anyone who want to learn more about AI, especially for software as a service, and we are going to touch more about AI, because it's hard to ignore this topic. That was simple before. Hard today, impossible tomorrow, <laughs> and I use a lot AI, and I think all niches can use this tool but don't overuse <laughs> if you overuse you can get only generic content i'm so excited to discuss this topic with martin shirovsky how are you
1: Hi, <laughs> hey, Anatoly. excited to be a second time on the show so yeah thanks for having me here yeah i'm awesome man yeah just um, enjoy the holiday coming back refreshed so so yeah all good all good in here and then nice. you know such a good stuff happening in in SEO and then AI. You know it feels like so so many times you know so many people trying to call like okay SEO is that now SEO is that like AI coming out okay SEO is for sure that but it's like far from being that you know so yeah yeah <laughs> you, you know
0: you you didn't give me a chance because after the first episode when I learned a lot I got it I need to invite one more time. <laughs> because of value. So uh, I, I can't blame you because you share value a lot. <laughs> so that's why I usually ask one more time, great speakers to tell more about SEO because I'm a student on this life. I need to learn. And uh, yeah, uh, I think according to SEO is that, I think SEO will be that because everything has done everything. But if you have experience, With SEO, you can adapt to any other channel. It doesn't matter what kind of channel will come. For example, marketers on TV and radio didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital, podcasts, YouTube. (laughs) And SEO doesn't teach how to rank your websites in the top 10. SEO teaches how to create high-quality content, how to increase website speed, how to earn backlinks that will bring traffic and create brand awareness. So... I'm so excited only about the future and I don't care if SEO will be dead because we can adapt to channels where our audience will come. Marcel, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, remind uh, Mm -hmm. about your experience and tell new listeners who who might not know you about uh, SEO, your experience, anything.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah thanks thanks um sure yeah happy to. um so yeah quick uh backstory on myself so i've been doing seo for like forever you know feel like i don't know is it since 2006 i started yeah 2006 so so yeah it seems like it's forever and nearly like 20 years by now so, so yeah a lot of time has passed but uh, enjoying it you know i've been um, i've been in london for many years uh, recently recently came back to Poland in 2018 um, started an agency um, so sort of like a small agency we help um, we help um, SaaS brands with SEO uh, been growing that so so yeah you might have seen me before in a couple of places but then yeah been in the in the woods you know so to speak working with the team to just make you know the awesome results for the clients yeah. Nice.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, before the podcast, we chatted a little bit about yeah. uh, what we can share today, something different, uh, because I'll submit uh, the first episode uh, with you uh, in the description. So, guys, if you want to learn more, you can uh, learn from two episodes. And I want to start from my loving question about creating the right strategy. Can you tell how to do it? Because many webmasters still chase high volume, um, use Ahrefs, Samrush, Google, find a list of keywords and think how to overcome big brands that occupy in the, the top ten results. So Martin, tell us how to what to do, how to mm-hmm. find keywords that
1: will bring sales and have low competition. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I mean, it, it feels like we sort of like we talk about the subject like before so if anyone is like just sort of like get into the, the 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 topic definitely interesting topic but then what i will probably say again is that it needs to relate very much into your target audience i mean the keywords these days are like could be uh very competitive some of them like super competitive like top funnel sometimes doesn't actually there's no point of targeting top funnel anymore um, so you should be very specific in terms of your target audience and make it very clear uh what type of keywords they're searching for so think about how about the problems that people are having and then how they could be solved uh, by the content so you can attract the right keywords so it's all about the audience you're trying to target Really, no point of just going like you know shotgun approach and then trying to get all the top funnel keywords. Just be specific on your problems that audience is facing, and then create the content around that. Mm, so, so yeah, almost like work backwards, you know, in the in the keywords strategies. That nice. so that's kind of my approach. And then of course, there's like millions of tools to use it. You know, so so yeah.
0: Yeah, we have a million uh, of tools, uh, great tools, uh, uh, low recognition tools. And many of them are great. But, you know, it's interesting. uh, You remind me uh, how one lawyer uh, creates content. So uh, this lawyer found that all his clients uh, uh, play uh, golf. So and he started to create content about golf to submit call to Mm action. And he got a million contracts with big clients because of creating content about golf, not about uh yeah. law. Because his clients uh, don't care about uh, law, don't care about, my. Uh, of course, they care, but uh, they don't learn, you know, in, blog,
1: mm-hmm. in blogs,
0: but they like to play uh, poker, yeah, uh, yeah. So, sorry, golf. Can you tell how to find such topics? I mean, like, for example... <laughs> if uh, I have clients who have some interest, uh, how to create content and submit this call to action?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good point. Actually, yeah, um, you know. So when we, when I previously mentioned, like go with where your target audience is, like having the problems, and um, it's not just the problems looks looks like. It's also the the aspirations, the things people do, do like doing. Like if the goal is the thing, you know and then you want to reach those people you know very good approach very good approach to 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 tackle that definitely uh so how we can do more of that of course this comes like from like user research and then sort of like coming up the good questions to trying to understand as much as possible what your what ticks almost like in your target audience you know it might be golf it might be you know all sorts of other things like fishing or like you know all sorts of other things Mm, and then it's all about like positioning the product i mean it's got to fit you cannot just jump from like i don't know like you golf and then all of a sudden you're selling insurance you know there's got to be some connection it's some connection between those two you know so um yeah yeah if the if the golf content is the one, uh, and then if you're attracting golfers, then great. But then uh, they would expect something like golf related on the website. They wouldn't necessarily expect to see, I don't know, like uh, manufacturing, you know, for example, it, it, they won't sort of associate it with the brand. So there's got to be a way to hook them in first. Get to know them, engage with them somehow, and then perhaps like you know move them into the right direction you want to, you know. Otherwise there's no close association between. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, love know? it, love it. Um Martin, I wanna ask about um AI. Um mm-hmm. I think uh I use a lot AI, but uh, I often see when content creators use ai and i cooperate with uh, some specialist uh, writers who can post content on forbes cnn many other great websites and all of them without any exception use gpt (laughs) without any exception so uh, yeah we cooperate with them we can't deny this tool exists and i i love using this tool, but I never generate content. I I fit Mm -hmm. uh, this tool with the right data. I can edit content so I can write a bad copy (laughs) and ask uh, ChatGPT, please uh, edit according to my audience, demographics, interests, hobbies, simplify experience, and it works well. So I don't need to be a great writer. Basically, yeah. and I'm a terrible writer, <laughs> but you know, this tool can help the, to decide my problem. So, can you tell your methods how to use AI? Because you mentioned that you're going to share more about AI. I'm excited to learn your methods. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So, so yeah, it, it, there's no doubt that AI is going to sort of like change, you know, everything that we talk about. Loving like, in, we are in such an interesting moment in history where you know. It's just like uh, phenomenal and amazing. Like what's what's possible with AI, and we just literally just scratching the surface, you know. So for any business, you know, SaaS or no, you know, they should be investing a lot in and spending time and learning about AI and then sort of understanding like how to use it. So ChatGPT is of course is one of the uh, one of the main most recognizable tools, but there's so many others like popping up uh based on that you know so so yeah definitely um definitely game changer and definitely you not know, gonna kill seo you know if anything is gonna make it more effective and more like efficient essentially because of what you just been describing is just one use case like writing content but there's uh, if it's just limited by our imagination in terms of like what are the use cases because there's so much use cases for AI. Uh, it's just insane. You know, for SEO alone, there's a lot of use cases happening and people are using it. In fact, we started using it at our agency as well uh, for all sorts of things. So you know, I've been I've been sort of like looking into AI since like probably like 2017. Google has been like pl- playing. They've been actually, you know, actively using AI since like 2015 but the difference is now that we've got ChatGPT coming after OpenAI, then essentially uh, that's revolutionizing the way we use it. Previously it was like big brands. They can only use it, like IBM, all sorts of big boys. They've been using AI for a long time. They call it machine learning whatever it was, but now it's in hands of people so essentially uh, that's what uh, makes it huge difference because first of all it's accessible in a similar way that it was accessible for like open source software you know or software as a service was actually become a lot more accessible when uh, the, the technology evolved over time and that's why the, the accessibility to the to that is actually massive you know so all of us in SEO, in marketing, in all sorts of different fields, are coming up with ways of using it, and I think that's kind of like the the next evolution because we're really just starting this revolution, you know. And it's been like, you know, not that far. Of course, AI was a long time before; it's just like it wasn't accessible as much as it is now, you know. So, so yeah, that's a huge difference from uh, from SEO point of view, and then from all sorts of ways, you know? So, so, yeah, I could think of, like, hundreds of use cases, you know, at this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think AI is a game changer. It's really a revolution. We can't deny it. And uh, uh, I want to ask how to control content creators. You know, for example, um, I think, yeah, AI is great if you use it smart. It's the same with any tool. Ahrefs, SEMrush, you can use yeah. the, these tools without understanding features. Uh, just uh, And I often see it when uh, some masters share a list of keywords, like 100K keywords uh, to have uh, one copywriter in, in a team and uh, they're mm-hmm. going to create uh, 1,000 pages. <laughs> I usually tell you yeah. why? Why you need to create 1,000 pages if you have no resources? You're not Forbes. You have yeah. no <laughs> uh, yeah. 500 people in, in your team. Just create one. The best content, if you have it, then move on, uh, create other pages. But anyway, uh, I want to ask about AI. For example, uh, as I mentioned, I cooperate with great writers, post mm-hmm. on Forbes, Bloomberg, Investopedia, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of them use AI. Uh, and it's hard because uh, people are still people. They <laughs> can mm-hmm. over yeah. content, just create generic content. So tell your methods. How to control yeah, yeah. the process? How yeah. do we know that
1: this content stands out from the rest? Yeah, absolutely. So just uh, first, like, just clarify. I mean, we're not um, using um, ChatGPT like to generate content. Like the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. We still like um, when the way we work with the clients is that we it's, it's almost like supported by AI you know, or like um, excelled by AI. It's not some like, you know, that we give ChatGPT, hey, write me an article. This is just not the way that Ch- ChatGPT or any other tools was, you know, invented. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that it should be used is, first of all, you need to give a lot of context, you know, to AI. Because if you think about it, it's like large uh, language models like them. It's they got the tr- data set training train on on the large data set and then but they have no context. nothing about your brand, your target audience, uh, they don't know anything. So you need to be very specific and then very sort of like uh, to the point with your prompts you know with the way you use it. So that's why the prompt engineering or like prompt writing is a skill. You know, and then it's like probably one of the best skills you can learn, you know, 2023 and beyond, because it's not about just saying like, hey, write the con- write an article for me that will appear on Forbes. It's just nowhere, you know. That's gonna be the case, you know. Um, so so yeah, first of all, we use it for content briefs, you know. So that's one uh, one method one usage that we're using uh, to our clients. So we've been using Phrase about like two years now and then phrase is actually great at sort of using there's a cross between ai and sort of like scraping the SERP results so you need to know what's actually at the top so phrase can help you and then um, so so yeah but then still there are so many ways that you know you need to rely on the writers ai can help you with like like content ideas something that human wouldn't necessarily come up with, you know, because they're so so unique, essentially. Uh, But at the same time, it's got a lot of limitations, you know. So, like, first is context. Second, it could be bias, you know, towards something. Uh, Third, it could potentially have no, like, background history on a lot of things, you know, that hasn't been included in the data set. So it, it's got to, yeah, it's got limitations. So I wouldn't necessarily use it for the whole thing. Uh, but things like keyword research, you know, content clustering, you know, all sorts of like semantic usage of, um, of the language, that's what it's invented. At the end, it's a, a large language model, essentially, to train on that uh, language modeling. So it's got everything there. It's just you need to learn how to use it. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, otherwise, it's almost like, you know, if you think about like chat GPT, just think about like a super smart geek that's actually sitting in the corner and then uh, you come up to him and you, he knows everything, you know, about like a given topic, but um, he doesn't have any context. He, you know, he, he's been living in his in front of his computer for entire life. He doesn't have any information from the external world, almost like, you know. So, so, yeah, you need to approach this geek with the really sort of like uh, formulated formulate uh, prompt, you know. So, so, yeah, typically the prompts are like super long. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want to get something meaningful. And then the other thing is that once you get the prompt, you need to, you know, revise it, you know, a number of times. And then after after a few iterations, you will get somewhere. You will I wouldn't just use the first one and just okay, that's it. Yeah, I'm done here. You know, you should be re reviewing it. And also like keep in mind that uh Charged GPT have limitations in terms of the, the characters. So it might actually forget what you asked them at the top. You know, so, so, yeah, that's the thing as well, you know, the, um, of course, that's extended with the chat GPT-4, you know, um, but then uh, 3.5, not so great. You know? mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. and yeah, there's, wow. there's others, there's, there's others, there's this clue, there's this bunch of others that are coming up, of course. Mm, and that and then just text generation of course we're talking about here because there's in in ai there's so many other things like you know image generation you know music video you know all sorts of things that have, we haven't even talked about but that's one of the use cases really
0: nice yeah
1: love it love it uh you
0: mentioned in the beginning uh podcast about it's important to learn customers and uh, yeah. I love uh, marketing books uh, that was written before digital. <laughs> Sh- yeah, uh, yeah. Joe Sugarman wrote great books. Uh, Seth Godin, Seth Godin uh, writes book uh, today as well. But uh, I mean, like many great books were written, even Dale Carnegie, he, he was not marketer, but he wrote a great yeah. book about human being, about psychology, because technologies change. And, uh marketing mm-hmm. digital marketing is a quickly uh changing world but uh people are the same <laughs> you know nothing yeah. change <laughs> psychology people are the same just uh, how mm-hmm. they consume content yeah only approaches and uh I think there of lazy marketers is that we need to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, for example, in digital, when I see marketers use only tools to learn customers, I'm not sure it's enough. So can yeah, you tell yeah. your methods how to learn customers, how to collect data, how to analyze uh, and learn what kind of content or marketing to create specifically to customers' uh, software
1: as a service? hmm yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So one of the best ways, of course, is to talk to them. Simple as that. You know? So scheduling the calls, you know, surveys, you know, anything that you can meet them in person. You know, so for example, I've got like a good case uh, that one of the CEOs of the SaaS that we work with, he actually went to his uh, target audience and spent like entire day with them. To learn exactly the problems they're facing to and this was like the best client they have so they can later replicate to this to the others essentially So, just to getting so close to your customers that's the key i mean we are oftentimes like okay we are blocked by the screens we we're trying to get away mm-hmm. from it essentially as much as possible but then we shouldn't be limited to it you know in many ways you can meet your target audience you know so so yeah that's uh, that would be one of the most important aspect because then you can ask uh, some of the key questions there you know would be around the problems they having which is Typically, like an open question, but then you should be asking, like, okay, like follow up questions, like, okay, why are you having this problem? And they start explaining to you, okay, why is that? And then you drill down drill down, drill down, and you until you get real, sort of like the meat of the actual the problem they're facing. Right. So, so yeah, that's the the yeah yeah absolutely the that's the way I would sort of approach it. And so like for for SaaS, I mean we we work with the with the marketing folks at sas we oftentimes work with them as you know on a weekly basis we having calls with them on on interacting with them on a daily basis so you after a, a long period of time with interacting with one type of audience you know what kind of issues they're having you know it's that's the beauty of it if you're jumping from one type of audience to another it's hard to sort of like have this IPC in our know, um, uh, in in your in mind. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah,
0: here. nice. And can you tell how AI can help to learn your customers, target yeah. audience? Of course, we can use polls. We can use many different ways. We can call or spend time with customers. But what about AI? Uh, this tool can help to learn customers.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because it's got like such a vast dataset, you know. So I was recently trying that out, and then essentially with the right prompting, you can come up with the, a persona, uh, the ICP type, and then you could be drilling down into that specific persona uh, with ChatGPT. What's uh, what's beautiful about uh, AI in the way it's it could be used. But actually, you can use it to be acting as somebody else, essentially. So, uh, when we, for example, we've got like different types of clients in in SaaS space. One could be like a large, large corporation in the US that's doing, like, for example, like payroll. And then other could be like, you know, a smaller company doing chatbots. These two have like very different, you know, or like the other could be like medical SaaS. So when we're doing SEO, we need to get into the actual sort of like uh, specific target audience of that client. And so you can use ChatGPT and all other AIs to be acting us. So, for example, in one second, you could be acting as a, I don't know, like payroll manager and then trying to understand that persona on the Another second, you could be acting as a, a person who trying to implement the chatbots. You know? And then uh, the third one, you could be acting as a person who is in the in the healthcare space. Normally, it, it wouldn't be possible because you would need to really try to get to understand all those three different, very different types of uh, target audiences. But with the use of uh, AI, you could actually tap into the knowledge of the data set to get the the bits of information that you need for all sorts of different audiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. valuable, valuable. Uh, I want to ask about one aspect that is hard to ignore in SEO about link building. And uh, I think the last time uh, the impact of link building decreased. Uh, Google mentioned that, but we still Use link building. Uh, I usually prefer uh, PR campaigns. By the way, uh, you know, I, I wrote a bunch of press releases, uh, pitched them, and got zero mentions, zero links. But I learned okay. how it, <laughs> I learned how it works, and uh, then um, I hired people who can write press releases. I hired people who can pitch them, and after having this mix, uh, we got mentions on CNN. Forbes, uh, e- Business Insider. And yeah, uh, it's interesting uh, that I edited all this. On ChatGPT. <laughs> so yeah, we, we can write our press release, but edit on ChatGPT. So even uh, here you can use ChatGPT. And yeah. I want to ask uh, about link building. Can you tell your methods of using link building? Because I see two ways. Uh, Some SEOs can tell it's very important. Some SEOs can Mm -hmm. tell you don't need link building. (laughs) And uh, the last time uh, the number of people who don't use link building uh, increased because Mm -hmm. the the impact decreased. (laughs) So tell your thoughts about link building. Uh, Do we need to use it? And if we need to uh, then uh, say how? (laughs)
1: absolutely um so it really depends on the site to be honest you know some sites that and our clients that do, they come to us they really have a strong authority you know so, so yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of in some ways it's easier you know you could do seo without doing a lot of uh, backlink. so most of the sites that come to us like domain rating 70 and you know above so so yeah you don't have to do much link building for those types of clients no but then if somebody's like you know you know close to lower the uh, domain rating or just starting out then the alternative link building is really needed because the site is just new you know or they're trying to get into the new part of the business let's say they acquire like in SaaS for Mm -hmm. example uh, there's a lot of acquisitions happening especially after you know after COVID and a couple of other sort of like um situations where there's been a lot of layouts there's a lot of acquisitions happening so there could be a sas which is acquiring another sas and then essentially they want to enter the new space so that's potentially where you would want to do more link building you know so so yeah or the competitors are like so, you know, the competition is so competitive that you really need to do some link building, you know. So so yeah, that's that's where it's sort of still important, like massively valuable. Um, there's like many ways of doing it, of course. Um, one uh, one of the ways that it works in SaaS um, is guest posting. Still, you know, very old, very old method very like very old but then you mentioned Forbes and then the other other publications that's kind of like a guest posting as well mm-hmm. you know uh, super time consuming uh, but it, it works you know you just need to get into the right uh, type of site and get your links there you know so so yeah definitely that one works mm-hmm. in SAS uh, the other methods that it's very much effective is the the partnerships and integrations because the nature of the technology, you know, they are uh, very much connected to others. So let's say you integrate with like 50 other tools, then you can be uh, much closer to them. And then you can also be a guest post on all sorts of sites that actually you're integrating with. So, in some ways, it's easier to do link building for SAS that way. But then still, it's hard because you know everybody understand like link links. for now you know you don't have to you know you don't have to be saying like oh i'm doing this for like just content everybody knows he's doing this for links it's just yeah. like you know the, the the perception of like you know everybody know how to trade okay you're doing this because of the link you know so, so yeah typically i would just cut the bullshit. You know, in the outreach approach, and then just be like, okay, you know, I've got this piece of content; it's going to be super viable, and I want to share this with your audience. What do you think? You know, super simple outreach. You know, that's what we use most of the times uh, because people just, you know, people just being loaded with loads of stuff. You know, so, mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, they're, they're. yeah, yeah,
1: nice, yeah, I, I agree. I think,
0: yeah, of course, it depends on your authority, yeah. Forbes. Doesn't need building <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> websites like Forbes, CNN, uh, these websites have a loyal audience, a big yeah, loyal yeah. audience, and this audience can promote any content. For example, like Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast doesn't need to promote his yeah. videos yeah. <laughs> because yeah.
1: he sure did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can post and get like 10 million views for an hour because (laughs) people uh, love his content. So he doesn't need to promote and if you build this audience, why not? Yeah, you can uh, use it Uh, if you have no audience. If you started from scratch or uh, low authority, yeah, it's important in building. I agree. Absolutely. Marcin, I want to ask about mistakes. You know, I made a lot of terrible mistakes. I made slight mistakes, different mistakes, but I keep doing them. <laughs> now it's it's hard. It's hard to get results without doing mistakes. And uh, for example, if I start something new, uh, as I did with PR, yeah, I started PR myself. I failed. Then I learned how it works and uh, could cooperate with great people. Mm-hmm. So tell okay. mistakes that masters can avoid from your experience. For example, you can see masters do mistakes, but
1: uh, they can avoid them by learning before yeah yeah. absolutely absolutely i mean um these days you could learn a lot by you know reading you know because Mm. you could pretty much like find any information you know so say you can avoid the mistakes by reading how somebody else has avoid that you know john but then chances are that your sort of approach might be sort of like slightly unique so but also, like you will learn the most by actually doing stuff. You know, that's what uh, when you did the PR, you know, you, you did it and you learn it. So, so yeah, you you know. So, so yeah, it, it's also like the question of like time, and just actually making the mistake. You know, so so yeah, you will learn that. You know, so like the the mistakes that webmasters can avoid for sure. Uh, I think sort of like something similar I mentioned last time, but then probably it's worth like reminding people that, you know, that uh, don't try to optimize for the keywords that are, like top funnel, you know, and or really doesn't necessarily going to give you a lot, you know, because people are attracted to big volumes, you know, people are attracted to big volumes. Oh, this keyword has so much, you know, potential, low competition, da, da, da. but then, um, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, just um, just look at your website and then ask yourself. I mean, is this really the keyword I possibly can target? You know, that's probably the most oftentimes mistake. We create content. We spend a lot of time on creating this content, and it's just literally uh, no no chances of ranking. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, definitely. Uh, honest. Be honest with yourself. Uh, like. How in reality I'm going to reach this top, especially now that the top of the search results is so much uh, packed and saturated with like big brands and everybody is there. You know.
0: Yeah,
1: leave this job to Wikipedia. You know,
0: Wikipedia provides a good job to cover uh, top funnel, and yeah, Yeah. leave leave it because
1: yeah also like navigate to like n- the topics in a different way i mean for example like you know um they're, like they're, there's always innovation there's like for example chat gpt ai is coming up now so uh, everybody who's been you know writing about chat gpt have like much higher chances to run fast so the innovation is happening all the time technology is changing you know so, so yeah definitely there <laughs> there are new topics that are being talked about. So, so yeah, the, that's the way I would probably approach it. Um, these days. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, I want to ask about your experience. It's my common question. I asked before. want to ask one more time because we have new listeners. And um, uh, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do today to learn more about seo
1: to learn more about seo oh that's a good question man. Uh, so first of all it's i feel like it's easier to learn now than it was when i was starting you know like nearly 20 years ago now you got courses you got you know shows like this you've got your you know um, all sorts of ways people can learn you know so, so yeah there's a lot and then SCR is a skill that's like, you know, quite quite diverse. You need to be a bit technical, but also creative. You need to have you know, a bit of everything. Uh, But then you could learn the specific parts of SCR relatively quickly. I mean, you could be like an, I wouldn't call like expert, but then you could be more up to speed with an SCR within probably months. You know these days, um, and then you could be like I don't know, like eighty percent good. You don't have to that remaining twenty percent, you know, because that's that the eighty percent will cover already a lot of knowledge. You know, so so yeah, definitely um the up to date uh, materials. Look at look for that even if you're searching on YouTube, you're searching all sorts of different places. Social is a good place now that people are sharing. Typically, more like surface level, you know, surface level tips. So you would need to go deeper and understand understand the topics and actually do it yourself, you know, because if you just follow somebody on social and they keep on sharing stuff on SEO, it's okay. I mean, you could get quite a lot. You know, on you know, on LinkedIn or Twitter, you know, X, and you can still get a lot from them. You know, but definitely dive deeper into the topics and then do it yourself, essentially. So I had, that's how I approached it. And then, um, you know, if I would now would be entering the market, uh, I would probably be learning way more about AI than I was. You know than anything else you know yeah, so, yeah definitely definitely that's if somebody's listening to this now and okay i want to learn something you know definitely learn ai you know because seo is pretty much the same it of course it's changing a lot all the time but then uh, yeah the skill of 2023 is definitely like the you know ai related Yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, you know, about AI, uh, if you ignore this tool, then you can uh, join people who complain that AI will replace (laughs) them. (laughs) (laughs) So, Because I see experts are excited about AI. All experts are excited how this tool can help them to increase productivity increase results. But if someone complains, I can feel it. O- okay, I will replace you. Spend this time to learn about <laughs> AI you know, to improve uh, exactly. your results. Uh, yeah. And Marcin, I have my last question about the future. Uh, so I want to ask you take your crystal ball and forecast what kind of future will be in SEO. And your tips, how we can adapt to this possible future.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very good question. Very good question. It's always a hard one to answer. But uh, now we've got uh, a little bit of um, sort of a crystal ball, as you say, you know, into what might be happening because of uh, generative AI and the changes that are coming to Google search results. It's going to be like a, a huge change. The way we interact with search engines, you know, you, we can already see it in Bing. You know, when you actually get so uh, inter- so much integration between the the way we chat with uh, with, with search, that's that's if you want to see how Google is going to look like, you probably can go to Bing, um, and then you will see it the future of Google because it seems like they are just going to copy paste what they've done. You know, so so yeah, more or less similar thing, you know. So, so yeah, that's gonna be like vastly different to what you get used to these days. So, so yeah, the the people behavior still need to adapt. They they sort of like they want to have options. Most people that's why we still have um SEO as a is in the game because people want to have options, they don't necessarily want to be spoon feeding, okay. Here's your product. Buy just this one, and that's it. Um, so, so yeah, that's we still want to have options. We want to choose. We want to be in control. So that's uh, that's the human nature, essentially. So, so yeah, that's still gonna be the place for us here. Nice, yeah. awesome, awesome. Love it, love it,
0: Marcin, It's a big pleasure to get in my shot from you i love it so valuable <laughs> you're so kind to share this value so tell the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you
1: awesome man yeah i, yeah, I enjoyed that as well so yeah the best way to find is just you know google my name or just find me on linkedin i'm quite active on like you know on uh, on twitter but just mostly just like i've been on the platform and now they rebranded to X. It's not as great anymore. Uh, the best way is probably to find me on LinkedIn. You know, that's been consistent there. So, so yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it, guys. You can find the link to uh, in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, follow because you can see a lot of value. I personally follow Martin because I know I want to learn more. And I recommend to anyone to follow